Our final dynamic diva for celebrating Women's Month is Leanne van Rienen. While all our other divas are local ladies, Leanne has spread her wings a bit. But since she was a matriculant at Kiswach School in 2003, she's okay. Leanne, I'm not going to do a long introduction. Welcome to Chat Sapphire and thank you for making time to chat to us. It's a big pleasure. <laughs> Brilliant. So, net for us, um, plaaslike luisteraars, wat Afrikaans sprekend is. Soos ek nou net gesê het, Leanne was een matrikulant by Kiswag School in 2003. Jylle sou haar geken het as Leanne Nel. En jyvrou Nel, verstaan ek, is nog steeds die... Standard 1 jyvrou. Die kwaai standard 1 jyvrou. <laughs> so jyvrou Nel, dankie dat ons met jou dochter kan praat. Sy gedra herself mooi vandag. <laughs> Alright, Leanne, let's start at the beginning. Tell us briefly about your connection to the Sapphire Coast first. I believe, obviously, we've just mentioned your, your parents still live here in Toti. Um, but yeah, just how, how else were you connected to the Sapphire Coast before you spread your wings? Um, yeah, I stayed here until I was 21, basically. Um, then I moved to Johannesburg to go work for an awesome company. And then I met my husband there, and the rest is history. I stayed in Cape Town after that for a while, and last year we moved back here. So I wouldn't say here because it's not South Coast. It's a bit north, but yeah, my heart will always be here. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And did you brave the Cape Town winters or was it a bit of a... The wind was the only problem. I am just glad that the August winds here <laughs> in KZN don't have much competition. Um, yeah, but I loved Cape Town. I really did. The weather didn't bother me at all. Um, I was part of the drought. <laughs> so um, half the time I was there, it was it was very dry and yeah. in, like it's not a myth. It's it's really hectic um, bathing in like a little skotelki, you know. I know. Yeah, we, so. we often used to go there for business and we still do. And, um, you know, it's hard going sometimes. Yeah, and you... now they're complaining that it's raining too much. And I'm like, whoa, I want some rain. Because, like, the River Garden, the Riverside Hotel, I uh, drive past every day and it's empty. Like, the Doozy Canoe Marathon almost didn't happen because uh, there's no rain coming this side. So, yeah, they can really bring us some weather this side. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, Leanne. You wear quite a few hats, and I think it's best if you unpack them one at a time. <laughs> we'll start with your pageant journey. Um, you were Mrs. Western Cape first. Yes. When was this, and how did you decide to join that kind of pressure game? Well, I don't know how I got myself in there. I think it's because I'm always looking for an adventure. So... Back in Cape Town, and when I even sat in Joburg, I was just a typical um, stay-at-home mom. Um, well, I was working, but I was home at 3 o'clock. I was a rep. I just went to work, came back, spent time with the family. And I'm such an adventurous person. In school, I did every single sport there was. So um, I just had nothing 
else to lose. So I did like a life coaching course through my company. And while we were doing it, we were unpacking our lives. And I realized that I was missing out on so much. Mm. So I did a lot of research as to how I could get involved um, to spread this word of like living positively and giving your best. And it linked me to this pageant um, and Role Models Foundation. And I saw that they had pageants all across the country in every single province. And then when you get involved, you get involved with charity work. With, of course. Um, yeah. You that's get in- one of the sort of bedrocks yes. of the whole and Industry. paying it forward's always been a thing in my family as well. I remember my gran and my dad always going out of their way to help other people. And I wasn't doing that. And I know how it feels to give back. It, it's so rewarding. So, um, and then there was a twist. You, you have to compose yourself and you you know go onto the stage again and catch Mm. some light like I used to do at school with performing and whatever the case might have been so um but you got to sort of pull yourself together again but then also what their slogan was it's not about the size of your thighs but your heart so it all it, it really it really um like resonated with me so yeah the day arrived and I competed against an advocate and some crazy people who are not, not crazy in the in that sense, <laughs> but very um, dynamic yeah. and strong. And I was intimidated, but for some reason I had spoken it into my life that, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And it clearly was meant to be. So that opened a few doors with going to charities and speaking publicly and just finding myself again, the girl that I used to be in school when I was just like always trying to be the best. And, um, after the rain, I um, there was like a year gap and I missed it so much. And then I was allowed to enter Mrs. Cape Town and then I entered that and then I won it again. Wow. Yeah. So and then I got more self-confidence and in between that I went on a fitness journey and I really got my health back that I had lost when I had my children, you know, as, as women do, making up all sorts of excuses, which are only lies that we tell each other. So, um, yeah. And then after that, other opportunities came along that we'll speak about later. But uh, right now I am in the running for Mrs. KZN, which I'm very excited about. We'll chat about that later yes. as well. I've got so, some other questions yeah, to ask you so, first. So um, the pageant thing has just really been something that's been close to my heart and trying to debunk myths. Yes, I did Mrs. South Africa as well, um, right in between um, Mrs. Western Cape and Mrs. Cape Town. But it's a different type of pageant. That is um, something that you really have to commit to Mm. um, in the sense of solid sponsorships and... um, it's a, a national of, thing, yeah, and, and I can imagine. it's a corporate thing as yeah. well with involving sponsors. Mm. And I would much rather just hang out with a charity 90% of the time than hang out on social media promoting other brands. Because mm. um, I feel there's enough people doing it in this time at the moment. Mm. You, these influencers everywhere, they can do that. Uh, yeah, so each to their own. There's nothing wrong with the competition. Like I said, if you want to do it, do it. If you want to grow as a woman, really um, try to figure out what it means to live unapologetically. Uh, to prove yourself a point, then do Mrs. South Africa by all uh, meaning, but 
it's not for me, yeah. But now tell me, what is the big difference between doing a Miss South Africa or a Miss KZN and Misses? That sort of, you know, you're older, you, you're obviously... I presume a married woman when you take part in a Mrs. competition. The cool thing about our work? Role Models Foundation rules are um, you can be divorced. Okay. And if you're over 30 and you're not married, you can also enter. So that everybody okay. can get a chance to do it All right. if your heart's in the right place. So so it's more of an age and maturity. Yes. Um, not, I'm not saying the Miss competition. Competitors are not mature, but I'm talking an age, yes, maturity, and yes. life experience. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah, okay. and like I said, it's not a thing about how much you weigh, and there's no um, swimwear involved. Um, Is that so? Yeah, but Mrs. South Africa um, has other rules. They are PTY limited, and they need to go and compete in the Mrs. World category. So they have to still be in swimwear, and they get judged on swimwear. But the provincial one is is more the the person and your accomplishments and your ability to make yeah. a difference in NGO in your in your world. Everything's NGO, yeah. But I presume so. there is an element of presenting yourself of course, and definitely you get scored on together. that yes yeah. the score sheet will say how did you present yourself how mm. much self-confidence do you have and um, how did you look on stage um how was your themed outfit uh there are all sorts of marks that you can make up for losing out on something else. But not so much the traditional just beauty. Yes, definitely not. What a relief, hey? Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that anything else is wrong, but I mean there comes a point when it's nice to be able to compete on other definitely, criteria. Definitely, yes. Stunning. And so you alluded earlier to the fact that after Mrs. Cape Town, some other interesting things came over your path. <laughs> what was that? Well, I entered Survivor South Africa. Okay. And I got chosen as a castaway. So I went to Samoa last year. Is that where they do it? Yes. Well, they've got different um, places all across the world. My goodness, um, that's on the other yes. side of the world. I thought it's some obscure island just no, off the Samoa coast. No, Samoa is basically when you dig a hole through Toti, you'll, fi you'll find yourself on the other side of the world. You fly over Hawaii and the Great Barrier Reef yes. to get there. Yeah. So Hawaii is like an hour's flight from there. So um, that's where we went. The other places they usually choose, um, like the, the rest of the franchise, um, Survivor franchise, they'll go Fiji or Philippines, mm -hmm. where there's also a local production company that they can support. Because if they had to fly out an entire production company all the way there, it will cost us millions and millions and mm. millions of brands. So we try to keep it tranquil and um, the, like the the type of place that you would have Survivor on. <laughs> Basically, um, they those are the, the places that they pinpointed would mm -hmm. be like those hot, climate, humid, still can expect a typhoon, which we had. Where creepy crawlies are likely to live. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, so I entered and I went and... I came back. <laughs> well, that means you are a survivor, isn't that? Isn't that the end of it? Yes, yes, I yes. Mean, I'm just a to <laughs> just to consider entering something like that, I take my hat off. Not, I just 
because it's more about, I guess, the human interaction and the relationships. And what they course, don't we, know, yes. We all worry about, oh my word, what slithery is going to crawl into my sleeping bag or not sleeping bag, I don't know. But I mean, it's that that's something that you can deal with, isn't it? Yes. That it's, it's this human survival. And that's what a lot of the audience don't get mm. they don't get that that's the hard part i can imagine yeah. they just like survivors of like the old days like the very first survivor no it's changed a lot mm. it's become a soap opera but it's for reals it's it's real time <laughs> but then i guess the, the physical logistic part of it is also real yes. the, i mean you're not actually off camera in a little cabin with running water no or are it you? is as bad as it gets I had I still get flashbacks of the nights I had there it was raining the whole time we were wet you have no extra clothes sure you like sometimes when I get in the bath and I get those little granny fingers I get these flashbacks and I start panicking and I'm like because oh, those those fingers when I got um got voted off, my fingers stayed that way for about four days afterwards. Because you were actually just wet to the core? Yes, to humans. the very core. You could not get any wetter than you were. And the, the skin of my feet were coming off for months afterward. And I wasn't even there that long. So yeah. I don't even want to know how the other girl, guys what is the long? What is the actual duration of a stay on an island like that? If you are part of the tribe from the word go to, to winning... It's a maximum of 50 days. Um, that's what they expect us to take off. On the entry form, it says if you're, you, are, you must be able to give away 50 days. Okay. So some of them did go 50 days, uh, give and take, you know, quarantine, whatever happens there. Uh, like I said, there was a typhoon. So, um, yeah. That's so you've experienced quite a few things. Yes. In your short life already. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> and tell me, um, is Nico as handsome as he looks? Oh, my word. <laughs> my husband doesn't even mind me saying that. <laughs> there are so many scenes where we have to, like, I mean, it's camera. You have to look at him um, in between scenes. Attentively uh, and as if yes. you're listening to you what he's saying. You have to stare at him. Sometimes the whole, the whole tribe has to look at him for, like, five minutes. At tribal council, it's like... <laughs> and then Karin, his wife, is sitting there with their two children. It's like, hey, <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> uh, well, I had to ask the question because I'm sure, you know, our lady listeners would want to know. But, I mean, he's a, he's a super chap, isn't he? He is so nice. He, uh, has, he's got a good heart. Uh, he loves God. He, yes. he And he can really resonate with us as well. Mm. You can see that when we're at tribal council, he really feels for us. You know, he's very, very professional, but you can see there's a human aspect to him. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think, think he's a good, he's a very good presenter in that Very, regard. very good. Like live or not live, he, he really does his homework. <laughs> Stunning. Yeah. Would you do it again if you got the chance? Yes. Really? Yes, but I wouldn't change my game plan. You would? I would not you change wouldn't. my game plan. No. I well, would still good. go in as myself. I'll never be a vindictive, conniving person. Mm. Well, I think it's important in what, what you're doing with the rest of your life. Yes. Um, you know, one has one message that, you know, you can't sort of become another person for the sake of, of ratings, can yeah. you? No. 
And you have little girls. Yes. Yeah, how special. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll always stay true to Would your, your husband allow you to do it? He would, but I don't think he would be happy. Uh-huh. But he would still let me do it. That's very that's special. Just, yeah, that's just the type of person he is. And he would just say beforehand, it's your responsibility how you get out of this, mm-hmm. but just don't hurt anyone um, in this journey of recovery. And come back whole. Yes, because yeah. I didn't come back whole the previous time. But you learn your lessons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Leanne, before we started the official part of the interview, we were just chatting about womanhood in general and the mm. fact that we we grow up with with some people grow up, I don't know, just so comfortably, isn't it? They yes. they don't seem to attract much baggage and, and some of us do. And you you go through life with with anguish and there's sometimes things that you wish you could do differently or get back to. And you alluded to that earlier when you said you you wanted to find the girl that was at school. And of course we we mature mm. but we shouldn't lose the essence of of ourselves, should we? So we, I think a lot of women listening now can can associate with that. So what were the the things that you struggled with in your own life that that actually made you think, gosh, I'm going to actually enter Survivor mm. um, as part of my healing path? Yeah. So um, I went through high school, all good. Everything was fine. I was an overachiever, though. So at some point in matric, when we were writing trials, I couldn't write trials because I had burned myself out. I had glandular fever. I'll never forget that day. I think it was actually Mr. Van Bay who actually dragged me to the office because I couldn't stand upright because I was, but my fever was out of control. And um, they took me to the doctor and they said, listen, you've got glandular fever, but it's real bad and you, you can't write your exams. And I had studied so hard and even at, like three months later with finals, I still got all my distinctions. I think I just missed one. And, um, so to me, I, but it wasn't because anybody else put a pressure on me. It, it was, was me. Yourself. Yes. And my friends, we, we were our own enemies. We wanted to be the best. And That's what just do you how think causes up. that? Is that, do you I think it's a good know. thing or a bad thing? I think, um, it's the group you get into. Mm. I had a healthy group of friends. We would rather comp- um, have peer pressure around that than anything else. So the healthy group of friends that I had with me competing in top 10 academics, being prefect, being this, being that, I would much rather choose that for a person than I would choose my child being influenced by going to a nightclub Correct. or drinking or doing naughty things. Mm. So somewhere you're going to have to, you're going to have some pressure. Mm. But if I had to choose, I would choose the pressure I had, but I would just channel it correctly. And even though my mom could see that I was burning out, there was nothing she could say or do to make me compete less because I liked achievements. Mm. And that's why I entered Survivor and these pageants because I like a challenge. I can't achieve any goals if I don't have challenges. Even when I started my weight loss journey, it was like, okay, cool, what competition can I do? Okay, cool, I'll do the USN 12-week challenge. And then I made myself get into the top five. I did all the work. So basically weeks. what you're saying is goal setting. Yes. That's f- not, not everyone is competitive. Yes. But a, 
a means of getting something done is to set a goal. Yes. And that's why I studied psychology and then I chose the stream of life coaching because coaching is basically goal setting 101. And that is what happened to me when I was in corporate for such a long time, got to know who I was again, nine years after getting out of school and I realized that I still have that goal setting thing within me so that day at the course I set myself five goals and before I knew it I had resigned and I had entered every single competition that I wanted I'd lost the weight I wanted to lose I had done 35 races I the the ticks just went on but I looked at it without thinking oh this is going to be an effort to me it was like an exciting thing so that's everything I do in life there's a goal at the end of the line so uh, the that's but what a I positive lost. Goal. Yes, so that's what I lost in that nine years. I stopped making goals. I was just living day by day mm. by day. Uh, some of the heartaches that came along were just like losing people in my life, uh, and that's why I went to go study psychology. My cousin took her own life when she was seventeen, whereas I had already started studying psychology. But I felt, but she lived down the road. Maybe I could have done something to help her. Okay, cool. In her name, I'm going to start studying again. And then I had my daughter, and then I wasn't looking at how you should look after yourself when you are pregnant. And I was eating for five people. And I gained so much weight by when I was 33 weeks, I went into premature labor with preeclampsia and nearly lost her and my life. Um, I picked up 34 kilograms, which is sure. way abnormal. I was weighing 104 kilograms. And then after that... It was, whereas I took two weeks to fall pregnant the first time as an innocent 24-year-old, I couldn't fall pregnant. And when I did, I lost the baby. So I've lost, I've had three, I've lost three babies in the time of, of my um, youngest daughter just because I let my health go. So those are the types of things that I realized I had lost in that nine years and learning to deal with depression and anxiety by not uh, um, channeling it properly. Yeah. So it even... comes so quickly. Yeah, so depression is a thing that it's like being a diabetic. If you're not going to take care of yourself or have a, a plan, once again, setting goals or knowing how to get out of that hole it's going to stay the same. And that's why I speak openly about depression because it's like taking insulin. If you need to go on medication, you take your medication. It will help in the long run. And, I've and had, it's not a shame. No, and you, I've got so many people coming to me who are like, I refuse to take medication. I'm mm. like, okay, each to your own. But, but I think of what it does to the people yeah. around you. And then you, I'm maybe. like, the GPs, you know that GPs can prescribe just like six six months, maybe a month. Why don't you just see how you feel? Maybe you get addicted to that feeling. Um, so yes, I, I just decided to do what the doctor says or do what the, the, the master life coach says or what the psychiatrist said and the personal trainer says, and I started listening to them again and I started getting my life back bit by bit by starting from the inside out. So my faith improved. Um, and that is why also when I coach now, I'm a holistic coach. I do mm. mind, body and soul. And everything needs to be in line with each other. Mm. And the moment something's off, the whole thing, it, it just won't work. You'll feel it. You will feel Either it. Either you'll have, I don't know, back pain or tummy ache yes. or something will just not be. So then they also say, like, practice what you preached. Um, so if that's the situation, then why do you still have depression? I'm like, yes, I still have depression. But there were days in my younger years where I used to stay in bed for three weeks without getting up. Now, now, you now it might be a one day. 
And then I would be like, okay, Leanne, what did you miss this past week that you didn't do, uh, that you did before, which helped, but you haven't been doing? Like, cool, I haven't been doing my morning priming. And that means when my alarm clock goes off, you don't press snooze, you jump out of bed within five seconds. With the Mal Robbins Could you just term. repeat that for my son? <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's the cool thing that I learned from all these life coaches, for instance, Mal Robbins. If you count back five, four, three, two, one, you, you completely manipulate your brain because it's something else. Uh, and then you jump out of, out of your bed because your brain tells you, it confuses you. So it's the five, four, three, two, one. Um, How does that work? So your brain is used to one, two, three, four, five. So now if something happens and you need to make a decision, if you count back five, four, three, two, one, it's completely another part of your brain that gets Mm -hmm. confused because that's not the usual way of doing it. And if you do that and you jump out of bed, it's so much easier. So that's what I've been doing, and it's been working. And with any decision in life, it's like five, four, three, two, one. And even in gym, when you do exercises and you feel like you can't do it anymore, yeah. some smart personal trainers will start counting back five, four, three, two, one, just so that it's a bit confusing for that moment, for your 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 lazy brain not to fall in with, with what How you, you feel. were thinking. Yes. So it's like we call it in um, – the the RAS in life coaching, the reticular activating system. And we always say the RAS loves you. If your snooze button goes off, your body will tell you, oh, just a few more minutes. It's so nice and warm in the bed. And the RAS will always go with that unless you manipulate it. And it's like, wait, five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to get out of bed right now. So um, I'm going to try that. And then, and then I figured out that is, and that's how I care myself. It's like, okay, cool. So let's go back to your usual routine. You don't press snooze. You get up, you drink your coffee, you go and pray, you go and write down in your journal three things to be grateful for and three things that you're going to do during the day as if it already happened. So um, I'm, fr- I'm smiling all day. I got an increase. I got seven orders out of X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to exercise because I haven't been exercising a week. I haven't been drinking water and my my vitamins are finished and I am not taking them. I haven't been taking them for a week. So those types of things, you can always analyze what you've been doing wrong uh, before you can just just accept and give up. Of, and and ask, yeah, or ask the question, why is my life a mess? Yes. If you go back to your journal, That's the journal. and you see, oh, there aren't any mm. ticks next to those entries for the last week, then you sort of, you know, build a picture of yes. why things are feeling out of control. Yes, so I am, I am so far from being where I want to be in life, but I do believe every single one of these experiences that I've had, be it victories or be it absolute failures, everything's brought me to where I am today so that I can freely go open, open to anyone. Like I'm sitting here with you, we don't have a script here. No, not at all. Because that's just who I've become. I don't need a script for my life anymore because I've been through so much. I can virtually, I can literally, virtually, yeah, we are virtual. We can, I can literally ask, answer any question that you throw at me because I have, 
genuinely experienced everything and I'm not afraid to talk about it because if you don't go through that and you don't claim it and you don't take responsibility you can't grow so yeah like they say comfort zones are amazing but nothing ever grows there so no the magic <laughs> happens on that little dot outside the circle yes. <laughs> oh my word it's wonderful if you think about it that way when you when you are set free it's um, a liberty that that comes with accepting who you are knowing that it's about more than beauty um, I mean literally I'm saying this with with the greatest of respect but there are these for, as a silly example you you get these gorgeous hunks in Hollywood for example and then you wonder you know for for him to to have to be in a married you know relationship she must be gorgeous, you know, and then sometimes she has a few extra kilos or everything isn't perfect, but he dotes on her. Yes. And I wish we can, as women, take that on board, um, that really there's so much more to you than the outer shell. I mean, just look at some of those gorgeous mm. beauties they, that have been cheated on in Hollywood. Mm. They've, they spend their lives looking perfect and they to still be cast get, aside. And yeah, yeah and they still yeah. get cheated on for someone else. And then yeah. you look at the new person and it's like, okay, I really like that person, but this one's really got a heart. Wholeness. Yes. Um, something that you bring to the table, a thought, you yes. know, own opinion, um, just life experience. And social media and has changed everything. It has, hasn't it? And it's scary because I... I can see my daughter already comparing herself mm. and she's only nine. So we've got a big challenge as mothers going forward to try to protect our children from that. And it's becoming harder and harder because it's popping up everywhere. Yeah, And you have to balance it some way without them feeling um misaligned yes yeah and also FOMO you know this fear of missing out they don't want to be so odd and Mm. so not with the mainstream that they stand out and get um, picked at almost and bullied but to instill those values in the kids that make them okay to say this is my my standard this is my line in the sand you know and I'll play the game I'm up until here obviously the older they get the easier but Mm. nine is 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 a difficult age it's we we it's pre-teen you know 19 11 they they desperately they're not little girls but they're not teenagers yet but Mm. they they edging towards it and so influences are so strong Definitely. Moms out there and yeah, even teachers, I'm sure your mom can speak for a lot. Yes. She's a grade, th- grade, grade three. Grade five. Grade f- no, grade three. Grade, grade three, yeah. A grade three teacher. Mm. So that's a little bit young, but I mean, you know, <laughs> teachers will. The stories I hear. Teachers can, can speak into. Definitely. My mom says that's the only reason why she's probably still. Um, teaching because she's tired she's also nearing retirement but she says you know she still feels like she's living her purpose because sometimes she'd be the only one talking to a young girl or being there for them or giving them a a comforting hug or teaching them something uh, valuable morally correct that 
they might have missed somewhere along the line. So definitely great. I think grade three is the best best time to instill those values going forward. Now, another question I have for you is because not only are you a survivor survivor, Mm-hmm. And not only have you already won two Mrs. Pageants, you, you're now busy with Mrs. KZN and we'll get to yeah. that, mm-hmm. but you also do sales and marketing and are in the retail sort of space. Yes. <laughs> Would you, so your life is extremely busy. You're a, a wife, a mom, a corporate girl, um, you're into charities and all these pageants. Would you say it's okay for a woman? who just is differently wired, you know, to not listen to this and say, oh, my word, she's got it all together. And I just I just want to lie on the bed and read a book. Um, not all of us have the same energy package, you know. Some of us are on a different battery Definitely. setting. Let's dispel some of the myths of guilt um, that, that women feel, that we don't all have to be on this track mm. how do you feel about See, that with me like I explained ever since my school days I've been driven and adventurous mm. so it's not like it just suddenly happened or I conformed to peer pressure then I've got friends some of my very best friends who are who just love children and hanging with their children and they like being at home but now, even with lockdown, seeing how hectic it is to be a mom and do the washing and clean the house, that in itself is a job. And I totally believe if that makes you happy, that makes you happy. If that, and then it's a good thing. Then it's a very good thing. If that's your goals and you, um, you are supported by your husband who's maybe got an awesome job who can support your lifestyle Mm. by all means if you don't have if that's all you want to do is give love to your children and raise them to be the best people that they possibly can be like we spoke about it's a challenge these days by all means do that I've also got a friend she gets incredibly anxious when she's in the working environment and she also likes in the morning doing yoga and meditating and just being at home and cleaning the house and then fetching her daughter and she's only she only wants one child and she wants to sit with her and do her homework and find out how she is and just raise her to be a, a power woman then that is fine to me everything's about being happy if you're happy or then content at yes. least, yeah. and I think that is also <laughs> if it comes down to um, your what what God's telling you in your heart, uh, without getting over religious, but I I do really believe that He instilled a purpose and mm. a desire in your heart, and He knows the desires of your heart. So if you choose that path. You take that path, and to me, what's I, going to bring peace? Yes, and yeah. to me, I. I have to go out there and change the world. Yeah. Somehow, whether it's in sales with all my sugar-free foodies and flipping everything that <laughs> is healthy for children and diabetics and people who are losing the plot to uh, counseling and coaching at the church at night or going and speaking like now, you know, taking off my work for a bit and coming here and doing this to try and inspire some listeners who might be listening. If that makes you happy, that makes you happy. And that is what makes me happy. Just being around people and trying to make a change every day, that's my happy. And I would sacrifice for that as well by taking the chance of getting burnt out because sometimes I take on too much of people's stuff. But then I've got my husband at home and my best friend who I can just call and everything will be out in the open, laid out, and there we go. 
Next day, bring it on. And it's okay sometimes to say no. Yes, boundaries, healthy boundaries are amazing. There's this book called Boundaries and um, I read it. One of my best friends gave it to me the one year and I put it on the shelf and I never touched it. And then in the beginning of lockdown, I just had this desire to read this book and I read it and I was just like, wow, God actually tells you to have boundaries, you know, healthy boundaries. He doesn't expect you to burn yourself up for his kingdom and what he's instilled in your heart. So, yeah, I've got boundaries. Lately, I've been saying no a bit more than usual. (laughs) Very difficult. (laughs) I can't say no. But... uh, yeah, if you've got a family that also rely on you, they don't want somebody who lies in bed the whole weekend because they're tired, you mm. know. And never, you can always say, sometimes you can say yes, no, to somebody who could have, you could have said yes to. Yes, there's that thing that says, uh, never be that person who says no to somebody who could have gotten a yes, who you could have really spend time with something because it's going to haunt you. I don't know, but it really resonated with me. So I'm re- I really try to be selfish with my time. I try. <laughs> we have to. So let's bring it back to Mrs. KZN. Um, okay. This is now sort of the last step of our journey. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently it was going to be in July, but we all know public enemy number one, COVID-19, yeah. messed everything up for everyone. So how how where is it now? What is the status of this? Well, at the moment, uh, we we've got a like a journey heading up to January twenty twenty now. Okay. So in that time, we can gather as much um, food or parcels or money that all goes towards the projects that we support as Role Models Foundation within Mrs. KZN, which is either for abused women, there's a big house in Joburg that we have, or um, the elderly who take care of children who's lo- who's lost their parents, or the early childhood development projects. The one is in PE and the one is in Deep Slurts, which is very important so we can break that cycle of poverty so that we can break the cycle of crime. And is this now through Role Model Foundation? Yes. So all these um, provincial ones are linked to Role Models Foundation. And even if you just sent that one SMS, um, it, the five rand will go towards a charity. So is that, that is, a vote SMS, Leanne? Yes. And how, they, oh, they, they, they back like with idols. You know, it used to be the like thing on Facebook, but your whole drama that's happened with that, oh. buying votes and stuff, yeah. you know, it, it's been quite a hectic thing. So if people would like to vote for Leanne van Reden as Mrs. KZN, what do they do? What is the number they uh, Well, I'm going to give it to you. I don't know that code off by heart, but it's on my Facebook page. Oh, all right. I've got my Facebook page, which you're welcome to invite me if you know who I am as a person. Otherwise, alternatively, just go to Leanne van Reden, Mrs. KZN, finalist 2020 to 21. And that's on Facebook. Yes. And we'll also put that link on our post okay. about this interview. <laughs> and then, yeah, the poster is on there. And alternatively, um, we've got a lot of uh, Poverty Sucks lollipops that you can buy for 10 rand each. And... Uh, everything goes to the foundation so we can help those people in their time of need. So if people would like to order some Poverty Sucks lollipops, how do they do that? Uh, same as that, the um, on my Facebook page, you can just write on my wall or you can direct message me. 
Uh, and then you'll fulfill the order. I will, yes. Okay, so great. we try to do it in packs of like, say, 10. So there's it's 100 rand a pack and then they distribute it that way. Uh, yeah, and if you want bigger quantities, I can get you bigger quantities as much as you want. Then I can just take it there personally, take pictures, smile. Yeah. <laughs> Go through the, the motions. Yes, oh. I love speaking to people. And yeah, if anybody ever needs me to come and speak to them, motivate them, um, encourage hope, inspire times during this period. Um, like I said, I'm involved with schools. I hate bullying. I love girls. I love teaching them the right and the wrongs and mm. just leading by example. Please get hold of me and I will really try to come and help out. That sounds wonderful. Leanne, thank you for visiting Chat Sapphire today. And we are going to keep our eyes on you. Um, I remind the listeners that they can go to her Facebook page. We'll make sure that the link is on our post about this chat. And you can find her. And if there are businesses out there that would like to support Leanne. We've got tax-free certificates. Oh, there you see. <laughs> then um, you can obviously invest in the poverty sucks <laughs> lollipops um, because you as a business can maybe, you know, purchase some lollipops, make sure that it gets handed out to a, a great orphanage or other um, institution where children can be made happy on a day. And as Leanne just said, there's a tax benefit on that as well. So we wish you well. Thank you so much. Hope to speak with you again. Definitely. Cheers. Cheers.